Hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Joy Fountain podcast. It is my prayer that the message you're about to hear will in many ways than one feed your soul and strengthen your decision and resolve to follow Jesus. My name is Andaza Hezekiah, pastor at the Joy Fountain Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May your joy be full today in Jesus' mighty name. Now let's dive into the Word. So hearing the voice of God, uh, I would like to read first from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, and uh, we'll move on from there. Today, in, in the, you know, there's, there's so, there are so many voices, so many voices, and we need to discern the voice that is of God. The, the, the thing is that, that there are voices that sound like if it were God speaking, but it is not the Lord, and we want to know. And Jesus clearly told us that there will be false prophets, and if there are false prophets, they are coming from false spirits. They're being fed all of these things and they're, you know, and so many are probably going to be deceived as a result of the fact that they're not prepared. And it's our job as a local assembly to teach people so that they would learn and be aware. Uh, if you look at Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, it says, your own ears will hear him right behind you. A voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left, whether to the right or to the left. And Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Now, I don't know if some of you know that there's a book of the Bible called Amos. How many people know that there's a book of the Bible called Amos? Okay. So, Amos chapter 3, verse 7. What it tells us there, I'll read it also. Amos 3, 7 says, Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. Where did you find that? It's in the Bible. And if you believe the word of God, Remember, I've always said that the Old Testament and the New Testament are one book. The Old Testament is Christ covered and the New Testament is Christ revealed. So when you go to the Old Testament, you see many types of Christ. In the New Testament, there's no need for a type of Christ because Christ has been revealed. And then we can now grow into him in all fullness. That's the idea. All right. He fills all things in all. But when you go through the Old Testament, you see Moses, a type of Christ, Joseph, a type of Christ, Daniel, a type of Christ, Elijah, a type of Christ. You can study the characters of these people and you will see Christ in them. And yet they are flawed human beings. That gives us an encouragement. That's why James writes, he says, Elijah was a man of like passions like you and I, but yet he stopped the rain, you see, and um, he prayed again and then the rain came. So it's important for us to understand that God till today. This was written thousands of years ago in Amos, but the principle, the truth is eternal, that God does not do anything without telling his servants, the prophets. God speaks to his servants, the prophets, first before he does anything. Till this very day, there are people who have understandings of how the nations are moving. There are Christian leaders who can tell exactly who will be the next prime minister because God has told them. Uh, who the next president would be because God has shown it to them. They will see it very clearly. It's a gift. And most of them don't, those ones don't actually make a lot of noise. It's the ones that don't know much that make all the noise. Because there are things that God will give you. When people say, I have the gift of prophecy, I, say, I always laugh when people say, I have, I have prophecy, I have prophecy. You know? And then you see them going around trying to tell people things. The reality is that the gift is more, is it when people who really, really have this ability, they're not very, very noisy people. They may be talkative, but they, they have learned how to keep the engrafted word. Somebody say the engrafted. The engrafted word, they've learned how to keep it. 
God won't give you more if you have not learned how to keep it. You know, sometimes I was telling my wife yesterday, I said, because sometimes we in leadership don't talk, people think we don't see or they think we don't know. See, if I ask somebody to pray, as soon as they begin to pray, one minute after, I can tell where their heart is. I just see it. It's not something to be worried about. It's a gift. It helps, it helps me do my job better. But I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm not going to tell them, you know, see, I can, I'm not going to do that. Just, by, just ask someone to pray. If someone is talking, you can almost tell, give them a minute, you can tell if they're lying or not. It's a gift. You can just discern. It's called discernment. All these things are given to us so that we can become more effective. Do I say that, oh, we can't be deceived? No, I'm not saying that. If God was not with you to show you at that moment, so it's all glory to him. Amen. So God does not do anything in Canada today. If God is going to come in, he would have told his prophets. I'll share this with you. Can I share something with you? A few years ago, I was in my bedroom. I was laying down. And I just saw that a pastor had resigned from his church here in Winnipeg. So I called a friend of mine in Ontario, and I said, your friend here in Winnipeg, what's going on with him? He says, why are you asking me? I'm in Ontario, you're in Winnipeg. You call him and ask him. He knew. So I said, okay. So then I called this fellow, and I said, um, you resigned from your church? He said, yes. How did you know? I said, I actually saw it. So I said, let's meet. So we met and we talked. I won't go into detail what we talked about. So three years later, oh, no, sorry, five years later, he was about to leave where he was again. And I knew. Then he called me. I said, can we meet at Starbucks on Pembina? So we went to Starbucks. We had a meeting. And he told me what had happened and why he was moving on. I was starting his own church. Why did God come and tell me that? Why did the Lord reveal that to me over in East St. Paul, what was happening somewhere else? Because he was about to do something. If we understand these things, if we allow these things in our life, because we have to allow God work in our life. This doesn't mean we won't have difficulties. Doesn't mean we still have your normal life. It doesn't mean you go to grocery stores and suddenly everything will change because you are there. Well, sometimes it happens. They drop all the prices because a child of God is in the room. It happens. But you need to understand, God will not do anything without first telling his prophets. Now, there are things, now the prophets, 1 Corinthians 14 says, the prophets know in part and they prophesy in part. Which means the information I have is not complete. Somebody else has the incomplete information. It's usually a part of the whole picture. This God has done so that we can come together as a body and nobody thinks it can be an island on their own. I need you, you need me. I need the giftings of God in your life, you need the giftings of God in my life. Are you following me this morning? Amen? Let's keep going. So, Romans chapter 8 verse 16 tells us that the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we're what? We're the sons of God. So this is where we must not be afraid of engaging the supernatural, of engaging God's grace, of going deeper in our walk with God and seeing God do amazing things through us because he already said, by you have a protection. The spirit of God that is in you will bear what? witness and you can sharpen that witness by the way that you allow God to work in you if you spend time in the word you will sharpen that witness many of us Christians hear the voice of God but we disobey 
We do. Many times we know who we are not to hang out with. But we, we, our weakness allows us to move with people that pull us down, make us gossip, make us talk about the people that care about us, talk negative about the church of God. And then we wonder why things are going the way they are. It's because we are disobedient to the voice of God. It's not that we don't hear him. And then when we say, oh, you know, I, I want to hear God about something. Well, how would you hear when he told you yesterday about that and you didn't hear? Now you want to hear something else. God is not going to go to point B until you've done point A. Very important. Okay, so God's, so here, here's the thing. Let's go into the message. There are many voices out there working to create confusion. Jesus taught in John 10 that God's flock would know his voice. God still speaks clearly today to us in five principal ways. What are the five principal ways? First, his audible voice. The audible voice. I met a Christian here one time years back in 2006. He said, you know, we have been taught that the audible voice of God has ceased. Those are cessationists. I grew up in a cessationist church. <laughs> but there is, no, there is no cessation. God is still speaking today. But what is taught is what is caught. Tell me this. What is taught is what is caught. If you teach people... That they will be poor, they remain poor. If you teach people that they can prosper in every realm, not just financially, that their marriages can be okay, we will reduce the 50% divorce rate in the church. It is what we teach that is caught. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, say it after me, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Do you know what that means? It means that his words take a form. If Jesus is God, then in Genesis chapter 1, when the Bible says God said, let there be light, and there was light, his words form. God's word have creative power. That's why we have to watch our words. His audible voice. God is speaking today. If we teach it, people will catch it. We can't teach what is not in scripture. I showed you the other day when we we're talking about angels. Paul said, an angel of the Lord God whom I serve stood by me today. An angel spoke to me today. Wow. And when the angel speaks, who is speaking through the angel? Who sent the angel? God. When Moses saw the flaming bush, who spoke through the flaming bush? God. And let me tell you, friends, this is 2019, November the 2nd. God wants to speak to you. Let's not be stubborn. Let's not do things the way we want it. Let's not be, let's not argue with the Holy Spirit. Let's not say, I don't like that. You know, we live in a society where we make choices. We have so many. That has also numbed our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That because we can choose what we want to eat. In one family, people can decide, I want this, 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 this. So there's five people, they'll eat five different things. So we're blessed that way. But that can also become a problem. Look at the children of Israel. Every time they are blessed, it just makes them, you know, we have options. So we come to God with that same option ideology. We also can return anything we don't like in 90 days to Walmart. I don't like it. Give me my money back. You get your money back. So we come with that. We have a drive-through Christian mentality because we drive through and get our food. It's hot. It's ready to go. If you don't like it, you take, give me, give me my money back, you know. So those kinds of things, it is a blessing that we have this in our society today, but it can become a problem when we forget that with God, the options are fewer. I'm sorry to say, if somebody teaches you something else, they are not telling you the truth. 
With God, the options are what? Fewer. Why? Because they said there's a broad way and there's what? The narrow way. The narrow way leads to life. Where does the broad way lead to? Destruction. There are fewer options. There are fewer options. There are, <laughs> with friendships, there are fewer friends. You can't, everybody can be your friend. Can be your friend. <laughs> so we see Samuel in 1 Samuel 9, 15, the Lord spoke to him by his ear. The second way God speaks is by the scriptures. 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us the scriptures have been given and is profitable for correction, for instruction in righteousness, right? Number, uh, the, the, number three is the inner witness. Romans chapter 8 verse 16, the inner witness. And then uh, third parties, Acts chapter 21 verse 10 to 14. Prophet Agabus came, uh, Paul was going to go to Jerusalem and the prophet Agabus came and said, look, I have had this revealed to me. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying about you. You are going to go to Jerusalem and you will be tied, you'll be beaten, you'll be bound, you'll be put in prison. And Paul said, oh, I already know that. That's a very important lesson. Watch this. Watch this. Go and read that at home because of time. Acts 21 verse 10 to 14. Agabus. Somebody say Agabus. He's a prophet. He comes to a place and where they are all praying and he says, I saw that Paul was, is going to be bound in chains. He's going to be tortured and all that. Paul said, I'm still going to go to Jerusalem. Let me tell you this. It's a lesson there. Most times when people are prophesying to you, I always say the person who is receiving it to a great extent has already heard. They may not fully understand. You are going there to give them a refreshing or to reinforce what God has already put in their heart as a seed. Now, there are cases where people have no inkling and the prophetic word comes. But I know God will send someone with the maturity to release the word to someone who does not know before what was coming. Very important. And so third parties, when the Lord is saying something, if the Lord shows you something about somebody, see, I'm teaching this thing so you can catch it. Because we're going to become more effective as Christians in our workplace when we hear the Lord speaking to us about a colleague who may not even be a believer. And then at the right time, you become a sharp threshing instrument. Isaiah says, God will make you a sharp threshing instrument. So in your place of work, you can minister to people just when they are ripe and ready for it because you've heard from God. So then your evangelism, your ministry will just not be wishy-washy. It will be targeted and on time. And God gives us messages for that purpose. He's speaking to us all the time, showing us things. It's first for us. The message that God gives to you. Do you know that before I preach a sermon, I have received like two dozens. I know it's hard for you to believe. A sermon to be effective is an overflow of what's already going on inside. Third parties. So we have to be careful how we, you know, release what God is saying. And then circumstantial evidence is the last one. In Acts chapter 16, Paul wanted to go to Asia. The Bible said the spirit of God forbade them. There are times when you just find out that the circumstances order them, their path. No matter what you try to do. Acts chapter 16 from verse 6 to 8. It shows us how on two occasions Paul is forbidden by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't tell us how. So that gives us from deductive reasoning that the circumstances did not work out for them to go in that direction. Because if, if an angel appeared to him and spoke, Paul would have said so. So we, we learn from that. Is this blessing somebody this morning? Very important that we hear from God in our time. In this time, in this age, in this day, there are so many things happening that are contesting with our Christian faith. So if your faith is only bread and butter, 
If your faith is only text in, uh, you know, just paper and you don't really have the living spirit, you are in trouble because you can easily be swayed by pressure. Can you imagine being Daniel in Babylon? Everybody in Babylon was worshiping something else. Daniel and his friends said, no, we're not. You see what I mean? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into the fiery furnace. So we're living in days where people frown on our faith because the, the Christian faith can be very challenging. It's, it confronts what God says is not proper. That's why it's challenging. But the only way you can survive as a Christian is depth. You need to go deeper. <laughs> you need to go deeper. You need to go deeper, further than the basement, to strengthen your faith. So let's look at the audible voice. Samuel heard God in his ear a day before directing him to ordain Saul as king over Israel. I have many stories about the audible voice in my own life. I think I can count seven specific. The first time I heard the voice of the Lord speaking to me clearly was in 1989, March 1989. I was sleeping and suddenly I woke up, a voice woke me up saying, I have committed to you the ministry of reconciliation. And there was lights flashing in the room and I woke up. That was March 1989. I will never forget. Till today, when I feel tired, when I feel distraught, when I feel confused, that comes back, I remember. And when I pray using that, provision comes. Because it's a divine assignment. There are many, I'll, I'll give you one here, the one of Winnipeg, okay. So we're looking for a house. We didn't have enough down payment we had. And then we're just going around, we're new as immigrants here in Canada at the time. So I remember as I was going around with the uh, uh, agent. Now you may say, well, you, I don't need to hear from God to buy a house. I don't need to. Well, okay, that's your, that's your cup of tea. In my own cup of tea, after sugar or honey, well, no sugar and honey now. This is after the honey, I need, I need the wisdom of God because there's a house for me. I can't live in just any house. The, there's something called the express will of God, the perfect will of God. I can't just do any job. So I, I got to so I, I went with uh, 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 Eva at the time, our agent. She's gone to heaven now. But I thank God for that woman. She was not a Christian when I met her, but I don't know what it was. One day, she, I used to send out emails to my email, just uh, spiritual uh, uh, quotes and messages. She wrote to me and said, when she was going through cancer, she said, and as I just want you to know, I've been reading your emails and it has blessed my life. What? Bless your life? She's not even a believer. So, but... At that point, I believe God had done something in her life. And then she had, you know, I believe I will see her in heaven. But here's the point. We went to this particular house and uh, it had been on the market for three months. There was nothing wrong with it. But nobody wanted it. And so I came back home. I said, ah, we don't have enough. Anyway, eventually we, we got enough down payment. That's another whole story of the audible voice. I have so many of them. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> so because you are looking at me like, oh, yes. So we had this surgeon, uh, I mean, yeah, general surgeon. He came to visit us. So he's sitting in my living room when Philip was born. Our son Philip was born. That's uh, 13 years ago. So I'm sitting there, and uh, I just hear. It's like somebody talking to you in your ear. Say, tell him to give you money. I said, ah, I can't do that. And he saw the way I was. I, I, you know, I almost, almost came out of my mouth. Again, the voice, ask him for money. I said, I can't do that. This is not the devil. The devil doesn't, this, uh, this is the Holy Spirit. I knew because I know how he speaks to me. So I said, well, I had only $5,000 and we needed 11. They said, you don't have credit. You don't have this. You don't have that. So, so after a while, I said, oh, this is so difficult. So I said, um, I didn't come out. Then he said, 
how can I help you? I said, well, I've lost. <laughs> and then I looked at him. I said, what? He said, is there any way I can help you? I said, well, I'm trying to buy a house. He said, oh, how much do you have? I said, we have 5,000 or 6,000. I can't remember. I don't know how much it was. 6,000, thank you. So then he said, I remember some things more than my wife. It's not like she's uh, that's smarter than me. I'm smarter on remembering certain things. So, because she's always correcting me. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay, so then I said, well, I need 11 for all, and including uh, closing costs. He said, um, okay, come to see me at Soso Building. I went to the medical arts building. I met him there. He gave me a check. He said, pay it whenever able, however able. What if, anyway, thank God for God. It was when I was resisting, he asked me, how can I help you? So what story was I telling you? The one about, uh, yes. Yes, so Eva said, well, this house, if you're interested, well, we'll see what we'll do. So I went back home that day. And in the morning, as I woke up from sleep, I went to, the, to pray in the other room. It was 6 o'clock in the morning. I was lying down, and I heard, I, like, somebody tapped me. Wake up. There's nobody in the room. Believe me. Wake up. You will buy number 23. I won't tell you the address. And to this day, we own that property to this day. And I had a vision. I saw an angel standing right in front of the house, warding people off. Nobody put an offer until we put an offer. You see that? That stinky devil. As soon as we put an offer, somebody else put an offer. Three o'clock in the afternoon, they called me and said they have withdrawn their offer because I was praying. Just because God told you does not make it easy. You have to fight to get the promised land. Is this blessing you? Because I want to pray for you today. You, your, the spiritual earwax must fall out. We live in times where people are so terrible. They're smiling at you, but they're stabbing you behind. If you don't have the spirit of God, including in the church. And sometimes we hear it. We hear it in the realm of the spirit, but we must be loving. Just because somebody is speaking about me doesn't mean I will ever hate them. I don't care. It, I won't. I will love them. I, sometimes I play like I don't know nothing. I'm not kidding you. As a leader, sometimes I discipline people they don't know I am disciplined. I, because I see. And, and the Lord will show one, two, three. I say, all right. <laughs> but sometimes I will not say nothing because I'm not supposed to. Because I can't change you. God can change you. It doesn't matter how much I talk. He's not going to. But... There are certain experiences that people have. So the Lord pray for this person because they're about to go through this. You need to hear the voice of God in the time we live. If there are only three people in the... You, you, I'm not... I'm, not I, I'm actually not concerned about offending people because it's the worst leadership strategy you can ever have to be afraid of offending people. Who sent you? People? The board? The leadership team, the church, you know who sent you? God Almighty. Elijah had no member. Birds brought him tithe. If you think, once we are afraid to speak the counsel of God, don't think it's easy. Sometimes that fear would come, but courage would take over fear. Courage is the absence of fear. Sorry, courage is the ability to move in spite of fear. If you correct people, they get angry, they leave, God will bring three better than the person who left. That's just how it works. Sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes you have to go through pain. It's part of the process. 
of being crucified with Christ. And we're not always right. Sometimes we could be wrong. The Holy Scriptures, Daniel's investment of time reading the Scriptures led to great revelations as well as divine encounters. In Daniel chapter 9 verse 1 to 2, Daniel said, I read according to the Scriptures. Friends, please don't play with this book. What did I say? Don't play with this book. If you, if you can take a day off sometimes and just read the Bible, go take a retreat, spend three, four hours in the Scriptures, you will not regret it. Inner witness. Jesus knew what the people were thinking. See, spiritual leadership is different. Spiritual work is different from all the... You see, it's different. We have to hear God to know how he decides to operate in a specific situation. In Mark 2, 8, the Bible says Jesus knew. I underline the word knew there. Somebody say knew. He knew what they were thinking. The leaders at the Antioch church. So we talk about third parties. The leaders at the Antioch church in Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. They laid their hands on Paul and Silas and sent them forth. Today, because of that laying on of hands over Paul. God called Paul, but somebody else had to lay hands on them. For their ministry to begin, the church. It's always good that the church sends people out. The leaders at the Antioch church, they prayed over Paul. Years ago, I was in the, in the UK. I was traveling around. And uh, the Lord spoke to me about a friend of ours who had gone. His name is Mark Igehon. He had gone to Aberdeen. Now, he's a, he's a, he's a legal consultant for Shell Petroleum. He works actually with Shell. And then um, he had moved to Aberdeen. And uh, I was instructed to take the train and go see him. So I called him. I said, I'm supposed to come up to Scotland. Or is it, which were, you know, he says, oh, okay. Um, I'll buy your ticket. Ah, good. So he bought me a ticket. I actually had a sleeper. So I slept in the train all the way there. When I got there, we were instructed by the Spirit of God to go and pray. So we went to the Black Sea. We prayed over. We went around. We went to the mayor's office. We prayed. We did all that. Three days ago, we're talking on the phone. He said, do you remember all those things we did? That was about 15 years ago. 15, 16 years ago. Today, as a pastor in Scotland, he addresses the parliament from time to time. He said, do you remember? I visited him twice. And he has always asked me, whenever you want to come to preach in Scotland, call me, we'll buy your ticket, you come. I went to one for a conference, I spoke there. But I've not been able to because I was told to sit here and focus on Joy Fountain, even when it was tough. Another person, the same one, ministered to the release demand of the power. He is now in Houston. He said, Andaza, Pastor Anda. He calls me Pastor Andaza. Whenever you want to come to Houston, let me know. We will bring you to Houston. I am to stay here. 2020 is the season of that. I sat here, even when there were those three people, say, stay. The voice is more important than all these other voices. <laughs> So my friend in Scotland is doing so well. I said, man, your church, man, 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 man. But I've come to realize it's not how many people. It's the assignment. The assignment is more important than how many people you reach. Because if your assignment is one person and God calls you home, you are done. That one person who reaches a million, you get a crown for that. All right. Um, uh, circumstantial evidence is the last one. Circumstances is so clear. You will see that. And then helpful keys. The voice of God will bring what? Peace 
comfort, reassurance, conviction were applicable. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Were you blessed by the message? Do you have any questions? Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord? Please let us know. You can contact us by sending us a message on our contact page at joyfountainchurch.com. Have a blessed day.